Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom of Pope Francis podcast. I am your host, Catholic Anonymous. This is a podcast where we dive into the teachings of Pope Francis. I come to you in a bit of a somber mood right now because yesterday, as probably people all around the world know, a bunch of Trump supporters rushed into the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., and it was just another reminder of the division and the split that we have in our country between red and blue, between conservative and liberal, between one part of the country that sees the world a certain way and another part of the country that sees the world a certain way. And it just emboldened me and made me even more eager to do these podcasts because what he wants to say addresses especially all of this, what's going on, the breakdown in friendship, the breakdown in fraternity, the breakdown in solidarity between people in the United States and between countries. This is the entire gist of his encyclical Fratelli Tutti. And it's just a reminder for me, and I think a reminder for all of us, to honestly listen to him and learn from what he has to say to us when it comes to reaching out to other people who are different and who think differently than we do. That is all I'm going to say about that. I'll get off my soapbox now and dive into uh, what Pope Francis has to say. In the encyclical Fratelli Tutti, which we've been going through, we're now at chapter four. And at the beginning of chapter four, he's beginning to talk about the plight of the immigrant. People who are moving from one country to another because of persecution, perhaps, or because of the dire circumstances in their own countries, or the instability there. And he asks the question that he's been asking throughout this entire encyclical, what does it mean for us to, quote, find concrete embodiment, unquote, of the abstract idea of brotherhood? What does it mean to find concrete embodiment of the abstract idea of brotherhood? And when it comes to immigrants, he suggests four things, four steps. One is that we need to be welcoming. Two is that we need to seek to protect them in, our, in the borders of our countries. Three, that we need to promote their welfare, promote them. And four, that we need to integrate them into society, to kind of do those four things. After this, he dives into practical steps that countries can take to help immigrants in their midst. One of the things he mentions is to, quote, provide suitable and dignified housing. And I I found this really interesting because, honestly, again, with so many of the things that Pope Francis says in this encyclical, I'm like, gosh, are we even doing that for our own, right? In the city that I'm in, there are so many homeless people. I mean, I see them all the time. And I just think, how can we help these people? Now, the homeless problem is definitely a very complicated issue. You, you have to address so many things that, that many people who are homeless are dealing with. It may be mental illness. You know, it may be substance abuse. But this step towards providing suitable and dignified housing for immigrants, I think, also implies taking steps to provide suitable and dignified housing to those who are already here as well. Another thing that Pope Francis mentions is, quote, guaranteeing religious freedom. And I I thought this was interesting as well, because, you know, the Catholic Church gets pounded so often for being uh, intolerant, narrow-minded, outdated, all these different, you know, adjectives that are given to the Catholic Church. One thing also that you can say about us as a Catholic Church, as a Catholic people, is that we want religious freedom, not just for ourselves, but for everybody. In other words, for, for me to be a good Catholic, for me to be a good conservative Catholic who really holds to the catechism and believes everything the Catholic Church teaches, to be grounded in that is to also care that, for example, the person who is Muslim is free to practice their religion, that the person who is Hindu is free to practice their religion, 
that the person who's an atheist is free to not believe anything at all if that's, if that's what they want, if that is where their conscience is taking them. The Catholic Church wants this, wants religious freedom. And Pope Francis is saying here that immigrants need to be guaranteed that freedom, whatever country they happen to be in. Next as well, he says that countries ought to find very clear paths of citizenship for these immigrants, that those immigrants who are here and who are already integrated into the fabric of society, who have jobs, who have businesses, who have families here, there needs to be a path to citizenship for them. Now, in America, this is a very hot-button issue. We have so many illegal immigrants in this country, so many undocumented workers, who have become part of our culture, who have become part of our country, who have learned English, who have become part of the fabric of society. Many of them are already paying taxes with made-up social security cards. Many of them are actually employing other citizens in the United States. They need to be given a pass to citizenship. Now again, is that easy? No. Does that bring up a whole host of other issues? Yes. But as Catholics, even as Christians looking in the Bible and the way God calls the Old Testament Jews to treat immigrants, to treat migrants and refugees in their own borders, you really can't walk away from the Bible and think, we shouldn't care about finding jobs for illegal immigrants or finding a path to citizenship for illegal immigrants. I just, I honestly, just personally, even without reading Pope Francis's stuff, I just don't know how any Christian can be against citizenship for people who are already in our society and integrated into our society and part of the fabric of our culture. But that's me. Now, Pope Francis also drives home this point again, that for us to really meet the needs of immigrants going from country to country, for us to really come together and solve this problem or this issue of people who feel they need to leave their countries or people trying to integrate into other countries, this is going to take a global effort. Reading this again, I really found this thought interesting because in the United States especially, there's this emphasis on rugged individualism. This idea that I will pull myself up by my own bootstraps, that I will be the self-made man and make something of myself without any help from anybody else, which is in itself a total lie, right? But Pope Francis really goes to the complete opposite extreme. It's not just that individuals can just make it on their own. It's not even that, that cities can make it on their own. It's not even that countries can make it on their own. We all need each other. Nations need to work together to some extent. They need to make midterm and long-term planning decisions. They need to definitely learn how to embrace immigrants, but they also need to work together to help those countries that are unstable, that are in precarious positions, to become stable and to become places that immigrants don't want to leave. While Pope Francis speaks of the need for countries to embrace the immigrants within their borders, he also talks about working to make these home countries that they come from stable so that these immigrants don't feel the need to leave in the first place, right? You think of everything that was happening a few years ago with Syria, how there was so much civil war and so much going on there that immigrants felt compelled to leave and, and actually still do feel compelled to leave. There are still refugees coming from there. If these countries are helped to get back on their feet, if they're helped to become stable and to become prosperous, then immigrants won't want to leave those countries. They won't feel the need to leave their communities and their homes and their families there to try and make a new life somewhere else where they don't know the language or the culture or anything.
Later on in the chapter, he says this, quote, We need to attain a global juridical, political, and economic order which can increase and give direction to international cooperation for the development of all peoples in solidarity. So again, he's saying this issue is something that nations need to come together to do. Now, when I first read that quote, my first thought was, you know, uh, one world order? <laughs> is he uh, saying that we need to create some, some world government to solve all our problems? I don't think that's what he means. Because in this very same section, he emphasizes the need to give poorer nations an effective voice in shared decision-making. That's a quote. He really, really drives home the point that we cannot have this sort of ideological colonization. One country can't come in and take over to solve the problems of another country. It's, it's cooperation among equals. Now, in all of this, there can be a fear of the immigrant, right? especially if it's someone or if it's a group of people coming in who have radically different values or radically different way of looking at life. And Pope Francis really makes the effort to say, you know, immigrants enrich society. Immigrants can bring the best of their culture into another culture. The two groups, the ones who are coming in who are new and the ones who are already there, they can learn from each other. He has these wonderful quotes. He says, When we open our hearts to those who are different, this enables them, while continuing to be themselves, to develop in new ways. So you see, it's not just about immigrants coming in and being a threat to our way of life. Or, you know, they could just as easily consider us a threat to their way of life when they come in, right? There needs to be an openness to each other. He's saying that when there is that openness, immigrants can change and learn from the culture that they've come into. And those who are already here can also learn from the immigrant who has come in, you know, take values from what, what they bring as well. Quote, immigrants, if they are helped to integrate, are a blessing, a source of enrichment and new gift that encourages a society to grow. When I read that quote, I think of places in San Francisco, for example, a city that I grew up close to. I think of Chinatown. I think of Japantown that would have the Cherry Blossom Festival every year. When I was in Chicago for a time, I, I remember there was a section of the city that was more Puerto Rican, and in the summertime you could walk through and hear people outside banging on their drums, playing Puerto Rican music. You know, what would San Francisco be without these, these little villages throughout it? What would Chicago be without these little, little cultural enclaves of some of the best things of these different cultures that have come in? You know, immigrants bring their food, they bring their music. Many of them bring an ethic of dedication to family. You'll find these, these families over in the East where you'll have three or four generations in one house. And they all work together and they all help each other. That's such a stark contrast to our you know, nuclear family here where you're kind of on your own. Pope Francis gets more specific in this regard in talking about the, the difference between the East and the West. And I think when he says West, he's talking about Western civilization, all the developed countries, Europe, America, all that. And when he talks about the East, I think he's also talking about the Middle East. And he says, quote, the West can discover in the East remedies for those spiritual and religious maladies that are caused by a prevailing materialism. And the East can find in the West many elements that can help free it from weakness, division, conflict, and scientific, technical, and cultural decline. Unquote. He has this to say, quote, A country that moves forward while remaining solidly grounded in its original cultural substratum is a treasure for the whole of humanity. 
I just think that's such a wonderful perspective. You know, it's so easy to think, you know, if we live in the United States or some more developed countries that, oh, those poor countries, they don't have anything to offer us. They have nothing to, to teach us. And he says, on the contrary, you know, they, these, these countries, these cultures have deep roots that can teach us something. And, and what dignity that gives to, for example, the tribes, people of the Amazon, right? They have something to offer us if we have the eyes to see it. I'll end with this. Pope Francis says, almost prophetically here, quote, we need to develop the awareness that nowadays we are either all saved together or no one is saved, unquote. What he means by that is that if we ignore the problems going on in some other part of the world, it is eventually going to come back to bite us. doesn't matter where we live. doesn't matter what we're doing. We are all connected economically. We're connected globally and in all sorts of ways. We can't just ignore the poorer countries. We can't just pretend like their problems aren't our problems. They are. Now, again, as I've said in previous episodes, all of this just seems so overwhelming. I mean, there is, there is so much that needs to be done. But his words also reflect the idealism and the, the passion of Jesus himself. I think of that passage in the Gospels where Jesus is in front of 5,000, 6,000, maybe even up to 10,000 people. And he's just preached to them. And the disciples say, you know, these, these people should be allowed to go home. If they don't go home, they're not going to be able to get food. And Jesus says, well, why don't you guys feed them? And the disciples say, well, we only have about five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus takes the bread and the fish and he blesses them. And they feed all the people just on that. I think it's that kind of miracle, if you want to call it a miracle, that Pope Francis is calling us to. He's saying, stop complaining about how messed up the world is and grab your five loaves, grab your two fish and go fix it. And personally, you know, the older I get, the more jaded I become about what can actually be accomplished. I mean, just think of everything that's happened in the last year or two or three years. But our Catholic faith teaches us, as Gabriel said to Mary, with God, nothing is impossible. Well, that's all for today. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Wisdom of Pope Francis podcast. I want to let you know that I'm taking these episodes and also turning them into YouTube videos. I'll leave a link from my channel in the description. If you prefer that format or you have friends who might be interested in this podcast but would prefer to watch it on YouTube instead of listening to it, please, by all means, go over there and subscribe. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will hopefully get another podcast out next week. God bless.